0: Okay, so let's get started here. So uh, uh, Sunday after Thanksgiving, a couple ways that we can go with this, and we're not going to take either one. So uh, the ver- very often um, in uh, many churches, the Sunday after Thanksgiving, is the first Sunday of Advent, the four Sundays that lead up to Christmas, and so this would be the time to launch into some Advent Sermons, which I've typically done over the years, but we're not going to do that today. Uh, also, it being the Sunday after Thanksgiving, very often there's a Thanksgiving theme that churches might jump into uh, on this Sunday. We're not going to do that either. We're going to we're going to continue with uh, our Old Testament journey um, and and look at continue looking at the life of joseph and it isn't because i don't care about advent and it's not because we don't care about giving thanks but we're going to let you think about jesus and give thanks as we look at joseph how's that because we're gonna we're gonna uh, continue on with the series that we've been looking at and and particular passage that we're in this morning in genesis 42 we're gonna focus on joseph as he aligns himself with the pathway of god's provision god causes us to believe that he has this plan for us and he desires to provide good things for us in this life that we have and if we align ourselves with that pathway of god's provision uh, we, we are walking in his will. God is going to accomplish his plan with or without us, right? But it's better for us if we can align ourselves with that pathway of God's provision. Joseph did that, and we're going to take a look at uh, some, i going to make some observations here as we uh, look at how he followed that path of God's blessing, of God's provision. So we're going to, do a little of a background here we're going to be in genesis 42 but let's uh let's uh look at where we've uh been so far we can look in genesis uh 41 next slide uh please alicia and then uh we can do a little bit of uh a little bit of background work we remember that joseph was uh, a young man that was hated by his family he was one of the younger children but um he had these dreams in chapter back in chapter 37 where his family would be bowing down to him and his family didn't really care to hear him talk about those dreams he was he was uh Hated by his family, and he was ultimately sold into slavery. Uh, Chapter 39 through 40 of Genesis, we see that story unfold. His brothers uh, threw him in a pit and then uh, uh, sold him into slavery and uh, told his father, Jacob, that he had been killed by wild animals. And then we uh, see that according to God's plan, Joseph was placed in uh different situations and his uh his fortunes were reversed several times he went from slavery to uh a, a position of prominence thrown into prison a position of prominence and then ultimately he was exalted in pharaoh's court in egypt where he was sold into slavery slavery and, and genesis 41 we won't go into all the details, but uh, Joseph found himself in Pharaoh's presence because Pharaoh had dreams and they were looking for interpreter an interpreter of those dreams and, and Joseph was brought forward and in Genesis 41 verse 33 Joseph addressing Pharaoh says, "Let Pharaoh look for a discerning and wise man and put him in charge of the land." Of Egypt these were Joseph's words to Pharaoh because Pharaoh had a dream that predicted that there was going to be uh, famine down the road but God is was giving uh, the Egyptians time to prepare so Joseph said let there be a wise and discerning man placed over Egypt to prepare for this coming famine and then verse 39 Pharaoh said to Joseph, since God has made all this known to you, there's no one so discerning and wise as you. You shall be in charge of my palace, and all my people are to submit to your orders, only only with respect to the throne will I be greater than you. once again, God reverses Joseph's fortune, and he's made this high-ranking official in Egypt. And in these verses we've looked at here, there's... Uh, these words discernment and wisdom that are uh, that that occur and we and and we see that pharaoh recognized that joseph was a wise and discerning man and these words are, are common in scripture that in the old testament they appear often we look at the book of proverbs particularly and these ideas of wisdom and discernment uh, show up many, many times. They show up in the New Testament as, as well. And for a working definition of wisdom, of discernment, this character that, uh, characteristic that Joseph displayed, we'll, we'll think of wisdom as uh, seeing what happens through what God reveals and choosing accordingly over time. I'll repeat that. So wisdom sees what happens through the lens of what God reveals and chooses accordingly what to do over time. Joseph certainly did that, didn't he? He received from God uh, wisdom in his dreams, and 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 he received it from his uh uh, family, The family of, of Abraham, the Bible wasn't written yet. We're in Genesis. This is the first book. It hasn't been written yet. But what revelation he had, he, he uh, took that revelation and he used it as a lens to look at what was going on in his life and many things, good and bad, happened in his life. And through that lens of scripture, as he went through life, he acted accordingly. In whatever situation he found himself in Joseph was a wise and discerning man that's what it means he saw what happened through the lens of God's revelation and we also would do well to pay attention to the time frame that is taking place here Genesis uh, a big chunk of it is about Joseph and Joseph in biblical history is this bridge of God's people, uh, Abraham's descendants, finding their way down to Egypt, just as Moses later on was the bridge of God's people leaving Egypt to the promised land. This is a big part of the story, but this uh, story happens over many years. We we see later in in chapter 41 that Joseph was 30 years old when Pharaoh put him in, in charge. And so... He was a teenager when we first see him uh, interacting with his brothers and having these dreams. So many, many years have taken place. And there's going to be uh, seven more years that happened before chapter 42 seven years of plenty in the land of Egypt where Joseph was in charge of uh, storing up grain for the seven lean years that were to come. Long, long years of time are happening and Joseph is showing wisdom and discernment. He's taking what God has revealed, and he's bringing it to bear on what's happening, and he's choosing wisely what to do. That's the background so far. Let's jump now into chapter 42 and take the story up from there. Verse 1, when Jacob learned that there was grain in Egypt, said to his sons why do you keep looking at each other he continued i've heard that there's grain in egypt go down there and buy some for us so that we may live and not die then ten of joseph's brothers went down to buy grain from egypt but jacob did not send benjamin joseph's brother with the others because he was afraid that harm might come so israel's sons were among those who went down to buy grain for there was a famine in the land Joseph was the governor of the land. The president told the to all the people. So when Joseph's brothers arrived, they bowed down to him. Joseph saw his brothers. He recognized them. But he pretended to be a stranger and spoke harshly to them. Where do you come from? He asked. From the land of Canaan, they replied, to buy food. Verse 8 Although Joseph recognized his brothers they did not recognize him then he remembered his dreams about them and said to them you're spies you've come to see where our land is unprotected no my lord they answered your servants have come to buy food we're all the sons of one man your servants are honest men not spies we're going to Hold fast right there, make some observations. So, here in verse 9, there is perhaps some easily overlooked details of the story, but we do well to pay attention because I believe there's some interpretive keys here for us to understand this wisdom, this business of, of Joseph's wisdom and how he aligned himself with the path of. God's blessing. In verse 9, it says he remembered his dreams about them. Of course, those dreams, way back in chapter 37, had to do with uh, uh, the, the brothers, as well as his father and mother, bowing down to Joseph. And so here we see the brothers are there. He recognizes them. They don't recognize him and they bow down to him. And it says he remembered his dreams. So What's significant uh, about that? I think it's it's something, uh, a theme that we've tried to pay attention to as we've been looking at Joseph, this theme of spiritual attention, this theme of wisdom, which is paying attention to what God has revealed. This is before Scripture was written. This is Genesis. The first book of the Bible hadn't been written yet, but God is still speaking to his people, and he spoke to J- uh, Joseph in a dream and Joseph would do well to pay attention when God speaks just as we would do well to pay attention when God speaks to us and He's spoken to us through his words he remembered what God said he saw what was happening through the lens of what God revealed that's wisdom he was a wise and discerning man you can just imagine as this was playing out he recognizes his brothers he's paying attention wait a minute god told me something about this i better pay attention the midst of all the drama that is being reunited with his brothers after years and years and years and have this reversal of fortune where he's on the top and now they're subjugated to him as opposed to that time he was in the pit looking up to his brothers over them this reversal of fortunes He, he he does Well, to remember, he says, I need to pay attention to what God has revealed. He remembered his dreams. Then, what does he say to him? You are spies. You've come to see where our land is unprotected. We're going to talk about how Joseph, uh, this harshness with which he deals with his brothers in just a moment. But right now, we're just going to focus on, on this. Who is Joseph at this time? He is a governor in Egypt. He is the one that's in charge of uh, making sure people don't starve. He's a high-level official of Pharaoh. Yes, these are his brothers, but he also has a responsibility. And what does he know about his brothers? Are they upstanding, fine, wonderful individuals all the time? No. They've thrown him into slavery right they sold him uh into slavery before that they were going to kill him before that he you know lived his life with these these rascals right he knows who they are maybe they are coming into egypt to see what they can do to manipulate and connive and he doesn't know he knows who they are and so he has a responsibility to Pharaoh to make sure that they're not there for improper purposes remember what's wisdom it's taking what's revealed applying it to what we see what we experience and acting accordingly what does he see These scoundrels his brothers are here in Egypt and so he needs to test Verse 11, it says, We are the sons of one man. Your servants are honest men, not spies. goes on, and we're going to read in just a moment what they end up saying to him. And most of what they say to him is true, but this very first part isn't. They're not honest men. They're scoundrels and Joseph knows it. So let's continue here in verse 12. No, he said to them, You've come to see where our land is unprotected. But they replied, Your servants are twelve brothers, the sons of one man who lives in the land of Canaan. The youngest is now with our father and one is no more. Verse 14, Joseph said to them, Just as I told you, you're spies. And this is how you will be tested. He tests them because that's his job. As member of Pharaoh's uh, government. As surely as Pharaoh lives, you'll not leave this place unless your youngest brother comes here. Send one of your number to get your brother. The rest of you will be kept in prison so that your words may be tested to see if you're telling the truth. If you're not, then as surely as Pharaoh lives, you're spies. Put them all in custody for three days. On the third day, Joseph said to them, Do this and you'll live, for I fear God. If you are honest men, let one of your brothers stay here in prison while the rest of you go and take grain back to your starving households. But you must bring your youngest brother to me so that your words may be verified and that you may not die. This they proceeded to do. Verse 21, they said to one another, Surely we're being punished because of our brother." We saw how distressed he was when he pleaded with us for his life. We would not listen. That's why this distress has come on us. Reuben replied, didn't I tell you not to sin against a boy? He didn't listen. Now we must give an accounting for his blood. They did not realize that Joseph could understand them. Since he was using an interpreter, he turned away from them and began to weep. hold fast right there. make a few more observations so the drama of this story is incredible all of this is happening there in pharaoh's court the the ten brothers are are there squirming under the scrutiny of this stern uh egyptian official that they don't recognize as their brother he's deceiving them he's not speaking to them in hebrew He's using an interpreter and so they're having this sidebar conversation in Hebrew and they don't think that he can understand but Joseph is listening to all of this as it unfolds and they're talking about him and they're under conviction that what they did was now uh, to their brother Joseph Joseph is now coming back to uh, uh, punish them verse 22 it says Reuben Didn't I tell you not to do this way back when? Would it take the time to go back to Genesis 37? We're not going to look at it here, but if you remember, if you want to look at that on your own, you can see as the drama played out there when they first threw Joseph into that pit. All right? They were going to kill him. But which brother told them not to? Reuben. And then it says Reuben was kind of scheming against the other brothers. To figure out how he could uh, rescue Joseph. Joseph didn't know any of that. The brothers didn't know any of that. We learn about that as we read the story. But none of that was revealed until now. Joseph is hearing for the first time that Reuben was trying to help him all along. And it was too much for Joseph. What's he do? He turns away and begins. there's something in here for us that I think we'd do well to remember. God has a plan for us. He has a pathway of blessing and wisdom allows us to take what God reveals through his word apply it to our life circumstances and act accordingly. But God's word doesn't tell us every single detail about every twist and turn on life's path. There's plenty of things that God withholds promise this little particular piece of information was withheld from joseph until now but there's all kinds of things that we don't know about life there's all kinds of things that we wish we had the the um the special revelation from god as to why things are happening but we don't always have all of that do we in fact many things many details in life we don't find out until years down the road if then God has a pathway of blessing for us but he didn't didn't give us all the details and every twist and turn along every step of the way but he gives us what he gives us which is enough it's more than enough to act wisely along that pathway Joseph is finding out an important piece of information he didn't know and he was overwhelmed verse 24 he turned away from them began to weep but when he came back and spoke to them again Yet Simeon taken from them and and bound before their eyes. Verse 25, Joseph gave orders to fill their bags with grain, to put each man's silver back in his sack, to give him provisions for their journey. After this was done for them, they loaded the grain on their donkeys and left at the place where they stopped for the night. One of them opened a sack to get feed for his donkey. He saw his silver in the mouth of his sack silver's been returned he said to his brothers here it is in my sack their hearts sank they turned to each other trembling said what is this God has done to us when they came to their father Jacob in the land of Canaan they told him all that had happened they said the man who is Lord over the land spoke harshly to us and treated us as though we were spying on the land. But we said to him, we're honest men, we're not spies. We're 12 brothers, sons of one father. One is no more. The youngest is now with our father in king And the man who was Lord over the land said to us, this is how I'll know whether you're honest men. Leave one of your brothers here with me. Take food for your starving households and go. But bring your youngest son to me. So I'll know that you're not spies, but honest men. Then I'll give your brother back to you. You can trade in the land. As they were emptying emptying their sacks, there in each man's sack was his pouch of silver. And then the father saw the money pouches. They were frightened. Their father Jacob said to them, You've deprived me of my children. Joseph is no more. Simeon is no more. Now you want to take Benjamin. Everything is against me." Then Reuben said to his father, you may put both of my sons to death if I know i bring them back to you entrust them to my care I'll bring him back but Jacob said my son will not go down there with you his brother's dead he's the only one left harm comes to him on the journey you're taking you bring my great head down to the grave in sorrow this ends chapter 42 the story doesn't end here it's what we call a cliffhanger right we're going to get to the rest of it in the next coming weeks but here we're going to wrap up this chapter by making some observations about uh how joseph aligned himself with the pathway of god's blessing but here we do want to make a, a a comment about the way he treated his brothers there must have been some prudence, we suspect, in the fact that he tested his brothers. Again, he's a, 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 an official in Pharaoh's court, and these were untrustworthy people, so a measure of testing was probably in order. But did he need to test them so hard? I don't know. I don't know. I do know that just because the Bible gives a description of what people it doesn't always mean that what they did was always the right thing unless it says explicitly that it was the right thing and it doesn't say explicitly here that the way he treated his brothers in every circumstance was right did he do the right thing to to treat them so harshly well there was likely some prudence in the fact that he tested them but there was possibly some vindictiveness and the measure of cruelty that he showed to them. There's a lesson in that for us, whether it was true of Joseph or not, or whether we're missing something because of of, uh, the distance in time we are from this story and the cultural differences and all the rest, but come on! He was pretty mean to them. And we can kind of understand they were him maybe some of what he was doing was sticking it to his brothers I don't know whether it's true of Joseph or not I know it's true of us often enough when God reverses our fortunes when we're in the pathway of God's blessing and we find ourselves maybe when we've been down in the dumps and now we're up on the top and there's somebody that we have some sort of interaction with that is down on their luck that maybe had been mean to us when we were there ourselves what is our natural inclination maybe at least in some ways stick it to them a little bit wisdom is taking what God reveals applying it to our circumstances and acting accordingly God tells us that vengeance belongs to him vengeance is mine says the Lord and that when our enemy is Hurting, we should do what is good for our enemy rather than doing what is evil. We need to show compassion along the way when we're walking in the pathway of God's blessing. I like to pull all this together. If I could Let me get the next slide, Alicia, what are some elements of joseph's story that we can apply to our lives if we want to walk in god's provision if we want to follow the path of god's blessing know that god has a plan for us god had a plan for joseph god had a plan for abraham's family his great grandfather abraham was given a promise that his family would be a blessing to the world joseph was part of that plan Romans 8, 28 tells us that all things work together for good to them that love God. We're part of God's plan. Knowing that God has a plan is an essential ingredient to seeking to follow God's plan for us. But in that plan, we need to recognize God doesn't reveal everything to us. Just as Joseph had elements that He didn't know in his story and one of them unexpectedly came out of nowhere in what we just looked at here so it is in our uh, life very often years down the road we might find out that something that happened had a very specific purpose or we may not because God doesn't tell us everything Deuteronomy 29 29 says that the secret things belong to the Lord our God. But the things revealed belong to us and to our children forever so that we may follow the words of the law. And that passage the secret things belong to the Lord. But it tells us that there are some things that he does tell us what's revealed belongs to us. Our, our job is to know that God has a Recognize he didn't have to tell us everything we might want to know, but he tells us what he desires Us to know in his word and we need to follow pay attention To what he tells us of this plan and then our job is to wisely walk with God over time as Joseph did the ups and downs, the reversals of fortune from the pit to the palace and all the ups and downs in between Joseph walked wisely with the Lord, not perfectly, perhaps, but thank God he doesn't require perfection of his people. He simply requires obedience, and when we fail, we need to get back up and walk accordingly. In Psalm 119, 104, it says, I gain understanding from your precepts. The Lord's word, God's precepts, gives us understanding, gives us wisdom as we pay attention to what he reveals he gives us wisdom to face whatever it is we face to look at it through the lens of scripture and act accordingly over time But the thing that perhaps joseph didn't pay attention to and we'll add in here to close we need to show compassion along the way walk with the lord we can get so wrapped up and God's uh, plan for us, (coughs) we fail to recognize, God has a plan for the world. And it isn't just about me. It isn't just about you. It isn't about just us as individuals. It's about how God desires to to work his plan for the world. And the amazing thing is that he wants us to be part of His plan. So as we walk with Joseph through the book of Genesis, let's remember this morning that just as with Joseph, God desires to put us in the pathway of his provision. Let's pay attention to what he reveals. Let's look at what happens to us through the lens of God's revelation, And let's choose accordingly over him. Let's pray So God and heaven, we're grateful then give us your will. We don't want to take it for granted. We don't want to treat it lightly. Thank you that you give us everything we need for life and godliness. As part of your plan. Help us to act accordingly. Help us to be your children. Help us to follow your will. And as we do, we know that your peace will rest upon us. The peace that goes beyond understanding. May it guard our hearts and our minds through Christ Jesus our Lord, in his name.